Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Billy West Live. It's my great pleasure to welcome a, an old friend of mine back uh, to visit with us, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Mike, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join us on Billy West Live. No, glad to be with you, Billy. It's uh, been, uh, been friends for, I don't know, what, 25 years now? Long time. Uh, we've talked LSU football for years, and a lot of things happening lately, Mike. <clears throat> Obviously, hiring Brian Kelly last week and now some more recent news with LSU bringing Frank Wilson back into the fold as an assistant coach. I'd like to get your thoughts first of all just in general on the Brian Kelly hire and then I really want to drill down on the the hiring of Frank Wilson back and where he's going with his staff. Yeah I, I look I, I think it's uh, when you start talking about uh, the, the initial hot board once the, the word was that uh, Ed Orgeron wouldn't be retained it was um <laughs> you, 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 every every coaching search at every school in the country always has a list that with a bunch of guys on it that are unattainable or pie in the sky or however you want to refer to them. And I had Brian Kelly on our first hot board. Um, I I had heard that uh, he was a guy that might be looking around. I would drop his name periodically. In fact, I knew five weeks ago, or maybe or maybe it was six weeks ago that uh, there was some contact, but he initially had said no. Um, so when the word got that Lincoln Riley was going to USC and we we're talking about well, who's left and you're saying, well, it could be Mark Stoops, Dave Aranda, Billy Napier. Um, and then I said, you know, well, maybe they go back in on, on Brian Kelly. And then sure enough, uh, I got news about midday last Tuesday and, uh, it's just, I mean, just in your wildest dreams, and particularly if you're of a certain age where you've seen the lows and some deep lows of LSU football, would you ever think in your lifetime that LSU would go and hire away the winningest coach in Notre Dame football history? And in his opening press conference, he's going to talk about how he's got big – it basically paints a picture that the reason why he took the job is because there's more opportunity or or – or in without saying and using the words, letting you know that there, that you've got a a, a path to, to reading, uh, getting to a national championship uh, that's uh, more accessible than it is in South Bend. I mean, it's just yeah. You I know, mean, it was I, an interesting comment Mikey made at his initial press conference when he said he wanted to to be on the Broadway stage. My my God, hasn't he been on the Broadway stage for the last twelve years at Notre Dame? Oh, yeah. And then, of course, I'm watching uh, it, someone shared it on our message board, the the Rich Eisen clip where, you know, he's a Michigan man. And yeah, he played that clip and was just having <laughs> a field day with it because, you know, he has it in for Notre Dame. And yeah, uh, that was funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was Mike uh, Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Mike, before we switch subjects, tell our listeners how they can subscribe to your website. You've had one of the most plugged in, if not the most plugged in website following LSU athletics and LSU football in particular for 25 years. That's it. Tigerbait.com. Of course, we went independent back in, in 2018 and it was a, a great move for us. And uh, so check us out there. And um, of course, uh, our YouTube channel, which we really started developing hardcore a little over a year ago. We're about to hit a milestone of 10,000 subscribers. And look at us there, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait on YouTube. And uh, my Twitter is at Scarborough Mike. Well, for LSU fans out there, I, I certainly would uh, 
advise them to check out tigerbait.com. I've, I've read your site for years. You have a wonderful board. Uh, you have engaged fans. And then obviously you have sources that are impeccable. And you know what's more fun in Louisiana, maybe Louisiana politics sometimes a little more fun, but when we have an LSU football head coaching search, I'm not sure there's too much more that gets people in Louisiana stirred up uh, other than who's going to be the next LSU football coach. Well, it, it's, there's, there's, uh, I tell people all the time that there's no, uh, uh, little, uh, inside baseball, but it's, there's no truer thing that for, for my type of business anywhere in the country, whether it's in Oregon or Miami or Ohio state, whenever there's a coaching search, there's nothing that drives traffic and subscribers than, than, than a coaching search. So, uh, you can just imagine the search, uh, they lost Brian Kelly and then they, they hired from within. Right. Uh, but, you know, the, the Orgeron hire has been out there since September. So it's been nonstop who's the coach, probably at the detriment of the interest in the actual football season. But there, there's no doubt there's a lot of excitement. We our, our site has grown tremendously. And now everything is just people hanging on, okay, well, who's going to be the offensive coordinator? Who's going to be the defensive coordinator? Right. Who's going to be the recruiting coordinator? You mentioned Frank Wilson. You know, that's, that's a big uh, a component of it. Are they keeping Corey Raymond? Uh, you know, uh, it just on and on. And then, of course, we got National Signing Day next week. So, um, so you combine that with uh, now the uh, Kim Mulkey uh, fever, and, and now she's got them ranked in the top 25, men's basketball in the top 25. You got a brand new baseball coach. Uh, the, the, the LSU sports hierarchy, if you want to say the totem pole or the, the roster of coaches, and uh, I think. Are we about to see maybe the start of a second golden age of LSU football? Because it's been an amazing century so far. No doubt about it. And Scott Woodward, uh, a, a guy you follow closely, I, I, I'm sure. And I, I've known Scott for a long time. And uh, he came in with a flash, obviously coming from A&M and had previously been at the University of Washington and has been described as a big game hunter. I mean, what bigger prize could you get than the head football coach at Notre Dame? What a coup for LSU and what a coup for Scott Woodward. Uh, it's, it, it's, it really is unbelievable. And, um, you know, I, I think he enjoys it, but I, I wonder how much uh, – I, I hope he's at least taken a peek into Twitter a little bit. I don't know how much of a smell-the-roses guy he is or if, if it's just enough for – you know, someone patting him on the back at Phil's Oyster Bar, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, somebody uh, – there's a lot of people – I don't know what his uh, – if they did a polling on him, but his approval rating has got to be about 95%. I would think so. And, you know, LSU fans can certainly puff their chest out a little bit when you hire the Notre Dame coach. And I know people are still a little bit nervous about as he fills his staff out. But you also want to make the right hires – you want to make the, the quick hires because of signing day coming up in just a couple of, well, in next week, I guess. But, you know, you got to get a staff in place, but you also want to get the right guys because your staff obviously makes your program. I mean, Brian Kelly will be the figurehead and, and those kind of things, but you, you got to hire good, solid football coaches. And just today it's announced that LSU is hiring the McNeese head football coach, Frank Wilson, to be the associate head coach of the LSU Tigers you followed Frank Wilson's career for years. He's a monster recruiter in Memphis, in New Orleans, and in Houston. That is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle for LSU. It is. And, I mean, I've been covering Frank since he was the head football coach at O'Perry Walker. Right. Um, you know, that was back when they had uh, Buster Davis at wide receiver. And, 
uh, Daryl Johnson, the, the DB that never was and what could have been. You know, people said he might have been a better uh, defensive back than, than, than Tyron Matthew, but he never got academically eligible. Uh, and then he had another defensive end. There was three kids that signed with LSU in that class that were on Frank's team uh, that lost to John Curtis. And then now you look at him, he's been a UTSA, uh, you know, long stint at LSU under Les Miles, McNeese, and now he's, he's back at LSU as an associate head coach. Uh, we assume he, he will be coaching running backs. Um, so, yeah, it, it's got a lot of people excited, no, no doubt about it. And also today it was announced that uh, Notre Dame's strength and conditioning coach will, will travel south and join Brian Kelly's staff as, as Tommy Moffitt is relieved of his duties, longtime strength coach, very well respected. Um, but it's sort of fresh faces, Mike. You know, it's those kind of things. I, obviously, I really like Tommy Moffat. I thought he did a great job for years. But, you know, so, sometimes change is just good. And bringing in a fresh face and your own guys uh, is a positive. Yeah, and look, that, that, that's, that's the, 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 you know, the, the downside of it, the, the collateral damage of making a move on an Ed Orgeron. It brings down a, a lot of other people. And Moffat had been there forever. You know, I, I'd like to know, though, it, it, you know, digging around, and it, probably Moffitt could tell you, uh, all those strength coaches, uh, that's a little fraternity. Yeah. You know, what, what, what strength and conditioning coach in America had a longer tenure in, in one place than him? Yeah. You know, so he was he was actually a rarity. So, but when you get to a certain age and you have roots and your kids have all gone to Catholic High, uh, you know, you can see it. And then I also feel sorry for the coaches who just moved here. You know, I'm always kid with Austin Thomas. Uh, of course, we're going to see, you know, if he if he stays in the fold or, or what his position will be going forward. But, you know, what what, what, are, what are the closing costs uh, for Holmes been on him? He, he went to uh, <laughs> went I mean, to Tennessee he, and then went to A&M, didn't he? Yeah, went to, uh, yeah he went to Tennessee, uh, A&M. Uh, the Tennessee thing didn't happen. But remember, he went to USC and then came back within a year. Yeah, yeah. And then – then to Texas A&M, then to Baylor, then back to LSU. Um, and I'm like, I said, I, I, I said, man, I don't even want to know what the closing costs you spent on homes with all these zigzagging, you know? Yeah. And, but, you know, like Blake Baker, the linebackers coach, LSU's linebackers performed great. You know, it, the, you know, before we know who the, the, the defensive coordinator is. And look, Durante Jones, man, I, I like the way LSU's defense performed at the end of the year. You know, when he finally got to do what he wanted to do and, and go more to a 3-4, uh, and, and how well did LSU's defense play when you consider all the, the missing injured players and opt-outs and, uh, shoot, uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Durante Jones was given serious consideration. But um, well, I, agree, I agree with you. You know, something I, I was impressed with Brian Kelly in his first interview you know, he, he talked about how coaching changes affect the lives of the coaches and their families. And, you know, there's a bunch of really good coaches at LSU on the, quote, shadow staff or as analyst or whatever you want to call it. But there's some really good young coaches that LSU has brought in, that Coach O's connections and those kind of things that have been there only for a year or two. But those are some really good, young, great football minds. So you kind of hope they're getting in the mix and have an opportunity to stay. Yeah, and, and, it, and what's really bad is like when you, you know, when the fans are getting after the head man, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, saying that uh, everybody in the building isn't worth their salt. It, it's, 
Um, but yeah, it, it's, I, but I, I do think there's a lot of coaches there that are going to be uh, being coaching a long time. But I, I, I hate that some of them were here and they, they, you know, they were barely a, a month into the season and, and they were done. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of things will continue to change with LSU football. Our guest on Billy West Live today is Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Uh, check out his website for all the up-to-date information on LSU football and basketball. It's a good time to be an LSU fan, that's for sure. Mike, I, I can't let you go without talking about recruiting. You and I have been talking about this. We're, we're junkies when it comes to recruiting. We love it, and we follow it closely. I follow your site daily. Talk to us a little bit. It's a great year in Louisiana. It's a big year for LSU football. There are some monster players out there as high school seniors right now that LSU needs to sign next week or certainly into February timeframe. No doubt. And there's still so many dominoes that have to fall before you know or have even an idea of, of how it might play out. Uh, I think there's multiple prospects that are, are real iffy that maybe they don't want to sign unless they know who their their coordinator or their position coaches are going to be and that doesn't necessarily mean if they don't sign next week they're still not committed to LSU they they just want to know who's going to be but the players that are saying that will be in on campus this weekend for for official visits so you know maybe maybe they do they get uh talked into it or, or reassured or um, but look, at, at, at breakneck speed that we're getting all the info on, on, on new hires today. Right. You know, how many more are we going to get in the next 24 hours or 48 hours? But uh, the, the other part of it is, is while we're looking at the 13 commitments and you're wondering, OK, mm -hmm. well, what about the other non-committed or uncommitted Louisiana players that have had LSU offers for quite some time? They're going to be making decisions next week. Sure. And is it, is it necessarily the case? that those guys are being targeted by Brian Kelly, that there might be a few that, that he wants to, to pursue in the fold, but, or maybe is he might thinking that he might need to hold back some spots because he wants to use as many spots as possible and do like Mel Tucker did at Michigan state yeah. where he wants to use the transfer portal to fix, to fix some immediate severe problems on that roster. And I don't think we know right now the problems that he's got. I think it's much deeper than people think. Well, I agree. And it looks like we're going to have a little more attrition on this team, too. Um, and that's normal in a coaching change. That's not, that's not unusual. But we can't really afford to, to not reload our offensive linemen. Obviously, that was a real sore spot for this year. And really, last year, in 2019, when we won the national championship, was unbelievable because nobody got hurt that year. But yeah. injuries have decimated our offensive line for the last two years. But let me ask you about a couple of particular players, Mike. I mean, you're the expert and follow this stuff daily. So I, while I got you, I just got to pick your brain. Are we going to sign Harold Perkins, the linebacker from Texas? That's the number one guy on my board for LSU to get this year. Maybe other than I, I guess I'd have to add Walker Howard and Will Campbell from Monroe. But talk about those three kids in particular, but particularly Perkins. Well, Perkins is, is is reportedly going to be visited by Brian Kelly on Thursday, but he's also tweeting today that he's going to be at Texas A&M this weekend. Well, you need to get him on campus in Baton Rouge if you can. So how how much, you know, and and and, and I'm I'm assuming that uh, Kelly would be visiting Perkins on Thursday with Blake Baker, even if Blake is not going to be a guy he keeps. 
or maybe Baker doesn't know yet, and it all depends on who the, the defensive coordinator is going to be, uh, you know, and whether that guy has a relationship with Baker or, or he views Baker as a guy that's, um, you know, a, a better coach than, than the guy that he's got with him now. But, uh, you know, can you go over there and, and do a darn good job on the visit and then convince him, hey, we, we, we want you to come to Baton Rouge this weekend or at least come by for a half a day or a day. Uh, we, 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 we want you because the dead period starts midnight Sunday. Yeah. Well, that's a monster so, player, I think, is a, is a, would be a great player at LSU or Texas A&M, and I'd certainly rather him play for LSU than the Aggies. But Walker Howard is a guy you know very well. you followed him since he was probably in the ninth grade. I, I've said to several people, as I saw Walker play personally three or four times in high school, he's the best high school quarterback I've seen since Josh Booty in Louisiana. Uh, I agree with you. And uh, – I, I went out on a limb probably during his sophomore year, or uh, I, I, no, it was his freshman year. Uh, I said it then. I said that of all the quarterbacks I've seen in the 25 years I've been doing it, he's the best that I had seen at that age as a ninth grade. I watched him. The first time I saw him was a Tuesday night at Turlings where they played a, a ninth grade game first and then they played a JV game. He played both games back to back. In between games, he, he switched jersey numbers and played two games back to back. And I knew then when you saw a 14-year-old with the velocity he had, uh, it, he's just – and he runs a 4.6, legit 4.6. Um, he, he's a complete package. So I just can imagine what he's going to be like uh, as he gets a little older and he's in the 210 to 215-pound uh, – 215-pound range. Um, and he's highly intelligent, accurate, uh, great deep ball. And so he's the best I've seen, uh, and, and, and I believe that. So, Right. Well, I think two, they just want the offensive coordinator is going to be, and, and then you go from there. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think there's much doubt you know, Walker's going to sign with LSU, but uh, you know, Will Campbell also from Monroe, highly, highly rated offensive tackle. And then Emory Jones, the kid out of Catholic High in Baton Rouge, just a super player. And then Quincy Wiggins is another kid I wanted to ask you. Give, give me your quick thoughts on those three guys and – and then we'll obviously try to get you back after next week when we have signing day. Yeah, Will Campbell, just an absolute beast. In fact, I'm supposed to do what you're doing with me right now later tonight, uh, an interview with him. He, he He's all world. And this state doesn't produce many uh, tackles like him. And so he, he's he's a, he's an absolute. And then Emory Jones, uh, the guard from Catholic High, uh, if, the, uh, if there's three or four better guards than him in America, I, 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 I don't believe it. In fact, as good as I think Will is, and Will has the the higher ranking because he, he's at the premium position to tackle, mm-hmm. um, it could very well be the case where where Emory actually gets on the field quicker than him because he's a guard. And he can um, play center. You know, Emory's a kid I've also watched three or four times at Catholic High. He's got a great high school offensive line coach in Matt Shelton, but he's a guy that can play guard and, and center. So he may yeah. be more valuable more quickly to LSU, again, assuming we get him in the fold. Yeah, Preston, uh, you know, who, who works for Tiger Bait, uh, he swears up and down. His his prediction is that he, he would be a center. Yeah. Uh, of course, you got also got Fitzgerald West over at LCA that's been committed as a center. Right. And, 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 and Bo Borlon, Ben's son, who's now over 290. So, and you met, he, he brought up Quincy Wiggins. He, he, he is very much similar to me, just a raw prospect that's only been playing football for a couple of years now. And he's kind of like Savion Jones, who I read 
rated number one in the state last year out of St. James. I had him. He was like 1A and 1B with Mason Smith, but very raw, athletic, unbelievable frame kid. And, and the sky's the limit for them in, in, a, in, in a couple of years once they've been in the system and, and really uh, matures uh, with football. That's two guys you can build a defense around, Mason Smith and Savion. I mean, they're monster players. But uh, Mike uh, Scarborough from TigerBait.com, it's such a pleasure to catch up with you. I know you got to run. You do a lot of these interviews every day. I appreciate you giving us some time on Billy West Live. Let me get your quick thoughts just, again, on Frank Wilson coming back into the fold at LSU. That's got to be something that impresses you and takes a little bit of heat off of Brian Kelly. Yeah, it does because he knows the high schools. He knows the coaches. Uh, you know, he's from New Orleans. Uh, he knows coaches at all the colleges. Um, so, and he's, he's very well liked. So I think that's, look, on one hand, you can make an argument that you need to clean house and start fresh, particularly with all the issues LSU's had. Um, but at the same time, you got, you really do have to have some guys with some experience and know, have a lay of the land. And Frank certainly checks that box. Well, Frank is also a guy who's going to be very popular in the football ops building, walking back in there uh, today and tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. I hate it for McNeese because I know the people in McNeese were really happy to have Frank. Uh, but that's a big move by Brian Kelly and LSU. And, Mike, it's always great to catch up with you. We'll do it again hopefully in a couple of weeks. We'll get back on and talk about some of the kids that LSU has signed. But if you're a Tiger fan, uh, th- there's good things coming. And, Mike Scarborough, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us on Billy West Live. Hey, enjoy it. Anytime you need me, I'll- I'm ready. Thank you, Mike. Good to talk to you. Mike Scarborough, check him out, TigerBait.com.